Hi, my friends. Welcome into this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. I've got a special treat for you here today. One of the OG co-hosts, Mr. Sean McAfee, is back. Sean has been a lot of things in my life and a lot of things in this show. Uh, we actually just looked back. It was like episode like 76 that he first came on as a guest. We became friends. Ultimately, it led to him being one of the four original rotating co-hosts. Then he quit. Then he came back. And then he became a guest. And then he quit again. And now he's a co-host again. It's been a wild ride with Mr. Sean McAfee. Today, uh, he and I talk about uh, a new book that he wrote, which I grill him about. He, the dude wrote 10 books. Frankly, I think it's eight too many. But this one, I kind of grill him on a little bit. It's about sacramentals. And I thought sacramentals was like the most niche Catholic topic ever. And he actually uh, proved me wrong, which I don't often admit on this show. But he does a really good job about that. We also... Talk about something else that I can't remember. Oh, yes. We talked about being Catholic in the workplace. See, my workplace is my house, and I work for a Catholic thing, so it's hard for me to talk about being Catholic in the workplace. But Sean actually has a big boy job and uh, works for the government and talks about how he uh, uh, shares his Catholicism and lives his Catholicism within the workplace. It's a topic that people have been asking for, and we finally found somebody that could do it from the outside. So we hope that you enjoy today's episode with Mr. Sean McAfee. Hello there, and welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Sean Keith McAfee. Hello, Sean. Hey, not my middle name, but hello. Uh, yeah, so uh, there have been multiple things that you have said and done. That prove that you haven't listened to an episode of this show since you were a co-host. My it, wife listens to every single episode <laughs> and she shows me the good ones and then I'll catch all the clips. So uh, she shows you the good ones. So she's shown you two since you were a co-host. No, definitely not one where my middle name is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, so... We're going to do uh, slight introductions for you. So uh, just for new listeners, new listeners have no idea who you are. The last time you were on was almost exactly a year ago. Uh, and we did it in, on episode 299 yeah. because episode 300 was going to be a big party. And I didn't want you to be there. But you were, a, you were a big part of the history of the show. You were one of the OGs. You were one of the original co-hosts for the show. We switched to the co-host model, you know, 17 years ago. Uh, and... You lived in Italy, and uh, we got tired of each other. So you blamed it on the time, the the time difference between here and Italy. And then uh, here we are, four years later, and we're like, okay, we're not tired of each other anymore. Let's try this again. What do you think? Does that mean I'm invited to be a co-host again? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you are today. You are you are uh, in the rotation of guest co-hosts. Okay. Uh, and Once and a I'm year. not sure. There, so yeah, there are 52 guest co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so funny is uh, whenever, whenever you left, so you were a co-host for almost two years. So just like we do now, you know, we have we've always had four co-hosts at a time rotate through. So I'm doing a show a week. You're doing a show a month. And that's how it worked for quite some time. And then you were just constantly yelling at me every time we played this game called Rocket League. It's car soccer, right? <laughs> right. And you're so much better than me. And uh, I feel like I was frustrated with you about you constantly yelling at me with Rocket League. And then you got constantly frustrated with me that I wouldn't bend over backwards to your stupid Italy uh, hours. Oh, yeah. So it, it was one of those snowball things where we, I, th I, th I think we were both frustrated. But uh, ironically enough, last week, 
we played Rocket League, and how, how did it go for you? We won like 95% of our games. <laughs> the boys are we back did. in town. <laughs> the boys are back. And, we, and we had a good time. Like you, you said things like, you've gotten better, you're good, uh, which I haven't ever heard from you. Yeah, everybody, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I am not lying. I am oh, a truth teller. I am a truth teller. Uh, but you were, you were so nice to me, except for there was one time. You said we won 95% of our games. Uh, th- which means we lost like twice. Well, we uh, well we played the same guy about fifteen times in a row. Oh, that was so funny! It was the funniest thing in the world. That poor guy, that poor guy. He, but he was into it, man. We did. We played the same guy, and his teammates kept leaving. So we won, you know, ninety five percent of our games against him. We lost. We lost one game. Can you? I'm just going to give the listeners a guess on who was blamed for that loss. <laughs> oh, me. No, it was not you. It was not you. Uh, but we did. We had we had a good time, and I'm like, here we are. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, I-, I feel I feel like we've come a long way, Sean. So maybe, just maybe, we can have a- we can have a good interaction for an hour. What do you think? Well, we went and shot guns for an hour for a few days. I was gonna say for an hour. I was like, no, it was definitely more than an hour. <laughs> Several times we refuted. I'd say we're close brothers. We did. You you came and uh, on on the first of our Fourth of Catholic Men's Renew retreats, you were on you were on the first one. You were a, a very good shot because you are. Uh, you want to tell people why you're good at shooting things? Is it because you're in the mob? You were in Italy for a long time. Ex military. <laughs> Ex military. So uh, you you were very good. And just like with Rocket League, you know Rocket League. Like the irony is, you taught me how to play the game. So like, I wouldn't be any good at the game if it wasn't for you. Uh, but you're a, you're a mean teacher, uh, but it works. <laughs> Disciplinarian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was it was pretty similar with the shooting guns. Like I had shot rifles and pistols before. Before we went on that retreat, uh, one of the big things that we do on the men's retreats that we have in Texas, because there's a big old ranch, is we would shoot skeet. So yeah. you know they, they they throw the little discs out and you try to shoot them with a the shotgun. I had never shot a shotgun in my life before. And here you are just casually like, you know, somebody else would be shooting and you're just having a conversation. You'd be like, hold on, pa, pa, pa. And you hit all three of them. Like you were, you were really good. So you did, you did teach me a lot there and you were a lot nicer teacher there. I think it was because there were other people around that could hear. <laughs> well, we're loud people, you and me. And sometimes we just get loud and yell at people for the antics. Yeah. It was, That's my it defense. Was <laughs> um, so. But it, it is this weird thing of like, I thought we were kind of done with this. And then I brought you back on for like, you know, the anniversary, the, the 300th anniversary. We and better then like, not be done. But then not not done with like being friends. But I thought I thought we were done with doing this show together. I really did. Now, there's a big future for us, Taylor. <laughs> well, um, I, I want to tell you the timing of what happened. And okay. I, so I am I am poking at you a little bit, but I want I want to tell you that. Uh, I said, I said, yes, despite something that happened that was completely, completely has nothing to do with you, but it was interesting timing with you. Uh, there are two things happen. Uh, one, there was a, there was a person that keeps asking to come on the show that I don't like, and they annoy me constantly. So I, so I avoided the question for a long time. You know what I mean? I, I, that, that's my version Rad? of being nice. No, <laughs> it's like that, that's he doesn't want to come on a small podcast, you know. But he keeps uh, go on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, Joe. You got your own show, Joe. I'm the bald guy here. I'm the man, in, <laughs> the bald guy in charge here. You don't need to come over here. Um, just keeps asking to come on the show. Where it's just like it's annoying. So finally, I had to like. I live on the internet. 
People know that. Yeah. So when you, if you send me eight DMs and it says scene, I saw them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Take a hint. Take yeah. a hint. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that is happening. Meanwhile, there's this other person who um, I thought it was really nice. They they commented something on on one of our you know one of our clips, one of our videos. Like you know that the only way that you ever interact with the show, the little clips that we put on social. Yeah, media. I love those. Uh, <laughs> we sh- we shared one. And he like commented and was like super nice. And it was like kind of this this younger younger guy trying to do evangelization. So I'm like, look, man, I'm going to be super nice to him. It's, he's essentially me 10 years ago trying to do some good things on the Internet for Catholicism. And then uh, so I, I commented back and I sent him a message like, hey, man, I appreciate that. That meant a lot. And you know what he did next? He sent me nine of oh. his own videos in a row and said, well, yeah, hey, you like these. Me about this. Hey, yeah, yeah, share yeah. these. Hey, comment on these. Hey, share. So. What did I do? I did what I told you earlier. I ignored him because I'm trying to be nice because if I say anything, I'm going to be mean. And after the ninth one, I'm telling you it was the same evening, Sean. Like, we became friends. I'm being supportive of him. He sends me nine videos. Comment, like, comment, like, share. And I finally sent him a message. I'm like, look, bro, I I followed you on on Instagram. I'm a a, one hundredth of your followers. You know, like, you're welcome. I'm following you. I I followed you on YouTube. I'm trying to support you. I commented on one of your videos. The reason that we became friends is like, you commented on mine. I immediately went and commented on yours. Like, I'm I'm doing the things to try to be a good supporter of you, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, you gotta stop sending me these videos. You know what he responds with? He's another video. Another video! Yeah, well, he's just spamming him. He's just spamming him. Yeah. Well, now you so know I'm, that I'm not your most annoying friend. I, I, well, he's not my friend at all. You might be my most annoying friend. And that's the <laughs> difference. That's the difference. Because both of those things happened. And I, I, ha- I just have to share with the people uh, what happened that week. That week, you did the same two things. Uh-oh. You asked to be on this show multiple times. And oh. you also sent me one of your own videos. Asked me to comment and share it with everyone. Oh, those clips. He- yeah, they're <laughs> hilarious. You got to show them on the show sometime. Those are hilarious. And let's clarify. I didn't ask to be on the show. I asked to be on most of the shows to come back as co-host. Yeah, you asked for more. Let's than take a poll. Let's send a poll out. <laughs> To all your fans, let's let them decide. So I think that there is a poll that you don't know about. I did, so I yes, I am messing with you, but I told you yes despite doing what the same two people did that annoyed the crap out. Thank of you. So I, I love you. Like I love you. you too. I know. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do the Star Wars thing. We started Star Wars for keeping it Star Wars. Uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, we do have a poll, Sean. It, it's it's called download numbers. <laughs> And you, you have, uh, so now we're getting introduced to, to who you are. Reintroduction, right? So you're, you have, you have a fancy job. You're ex-military. We know that you can shoot things. We know that you can, uh, hit soccer balls in with cars. We know you're good at that kind of stuff, but you're also an author of way too many Catholic books. Uh, you started this website called Epic Pew. You might have heard of it, right? It's the Catholic version of the Disney Channel. I'm just kidding. What do you call it? The Catholic version of what? Well, it was BuzzFeed, but I don't think they're in as much demand these days. A little, little less buzz around that feed. Yeah, exactly. Not so, so buzz uh, feed. I, I think part of it, and and like you're not the only one in this category, but you know, you're like, I want to come be co-host, but yet you never listen to the show. You never shared anything. I should have never quit. I should have never left. Uh, <laughs> I should have said sabbatical. 
So that, wait, 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 wait. I want you to explain that joke because it might mean you understand the show better than I think. What do, what do you mean by you're going to take a sabbatical? Buddy, you got me, man. Don't embarrass me. Well, I I am because I I thought for a moment there there was a a, a lifting in my heart that (laughs) that meant maybe you listened to the show once. Because you got like seven hundred episodes now, man. How many? How many do you do a week? One. One a week. One a week. Uh, So there are four co-hosts. You want to know what's funny? Uh Oh. One has quit. It was actually the person uh, that replaced you. So that position is cursed. Oh. Uh, the, everybody else has stuck around. High turnover. Uh, but the but the other two people that have taken a break that have not quit that are now back. You know what they told me they needed? Sabbatical. <laughs> you one hundred percent. They didn't want to hurt your feelings. They didn't want to hurt your feelings. At least I was honest with you. You know what? They they learned from you. You left. They saw how it they saw how much it hurt me. They saw the and abuse. So they said, we're they not, saw the we're abuse. Not, we're not quitting. We want a sabbatical. They let me down easy. What? So John <laughs> is on sabbatical? No, John quit. So <laughs> John, John replaced you who quit. Oh, I thought he John was I thought he was the quit. I thought we were the trio, the original trio. No. No. Okay. I don't think so. Oh. Um so uh, and then and that what the irony is there was a lot more men at the beginning. You, you were towards the beginning, John. Now was you've got the diversity, Father Anthony. Now now it's all women. Well, not <laughs> diversity, which is so funny. Dude, this uh, we weren't planning on talking about this, but this is so funny, right? So this show's been going on for eight years. Okay. Yeah. So I I am a large oh, congratulations. White man. Oh, thank you. I'm a large white man. You're a large white man. Father Anthony is a large white man. John is a large white man. So. I saw that and I was like, look, man, we got to change something up. So now if you look at our logo, it is one large like, white man, me in the middle. This is my show. I've been doing it for eight years. Everybody else is you know, clinging on. Right. Um, uh, or they're the four people that lifted their uh, uh, hurt person down to Jesus to heal them. I think I might be that person actually right. on the show. Uh, but now it's me, Father Anthony, who has long hair that looks like a woman and then three women. So, like, I did all of this work to do diversity because I, I tell you what, four or five years ago, the big thing was like, we need more female voices in Catholicism. I was like, look, man, I'd be happy to help. I, honestly, I love these ladies. I'd be I'd be happy to be a part of that. And you know what? I did that. And you know what out now everybody's complaining about? Too many those women. Three wi- those three, no, those three women are all white. It's not diverse oh. enough. I did your diversity yeah, training. You gotta I have did your diversity. You gotta, in diversity, <laughs> equity, inclusion principles. You gotta have race, ethnicity, and sex. I know, man. So I, I, I apologize that I did the wrong kind of diversity. Oh, and age. Did I say age? Well, race, age, race we age, ethnicity, and sex. Age we have. Me and Anthony are young, and the ladies are old. So are they that old? That go- I've seen the show. They're not that old. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is they look great, but I am by I'm by far the youngest person on this show. How old are it you? Looks like I'm the oldest. I'm 33. Oh my! I thought you're my age. I just turned 37. Yeah, no, you're old. And to be fair, you look it. You look 37. You know, whenever I, I was 26, 47. I had an office mate. I had I had an office mate. I can't remember her name. We were guessing each other's age. You know, just office small talk. And I told her I was 26. She said, "I bet you're 35." Told her I was 26. She's like, oh, my God, you spent too much time in the sun. It's like, that is the worst thing anybody has ever said to me at work. You spent too much time in the sun. What are they talking about? They got the hairline. Aren't you Irish? Uh, Yeah, Scott. Scott Irish. Yeah. 
German. So, you know, the amount of time that's too much in the sun was the three-minute walk from the parking lot into the building. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, are there too many lines? I was 26. It looked okay back then. Yeah. No, I, I understand. So uh, we, we transitioned into – we got through we – We got transitioned. Through the we did. Uh, we got through the griping. It's only been, you know, what, uh, 15 minutes now. So now we can start. So you mentioned work and uh, the work that I knew you for, like the reason we became friends, ironically enough, uh, one of the projects that I've been doing is going back and remastering and re-releasing old episodes of the show, especially on YouTube, because YouTube just got podcasting and we didn't have all of our audio only, you know, uh episodes from the first like 130 right. or whatever right because because then we moved to video i too. miss those days uh yeah yeah so does everyone else everybody's tired of looking at me uh but the episode that i just literally just re- releases today as we as we are sitting here recording uh is your first appearance on the show i thought Holy that was kind of funny we're rec- wow we're recording on the day that a lot of anniversaries and we had just become uh, friends on on Xbox, and that's really where our friendship grew. Was playing, you know, Fortnite and, and Rocket League and all this kind of stuff together. I think Catholic Answers introduced us. They did. They did. Yeah, because Carrie. you had you, you had a book, uh, and that was uh, it. Was the the book it's your called favorite Perform book? Yourself. It's your favorite Perform title. Yourself. Yeah, it's so great. It was about the Reformation, and you're you're just yelling at people. It was an exclamation point, all capital letters. Letters. Reform yourself, yeah. and it's like. For you know, six years now, I commented on every one of your Facebook pages. <laughs> Anytime I get a new every book. one of your posts, yeah. Uh, that was number what book for you? Reform yourself. When you first started on the show, you had how many books as a Catholic author? It must have been thir- the third or fourth. Yeah, and and that's a good number. Uh, yeah. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about your newest book uh, here in the next segment. But uh, this newest book is what number of books that you have written? Ten. It's too many. It's just too yeah. many. You're uh, you're a snake oil salesman at this point. I thought you were a nice guy trying to help Catholicism, and now you're a snake oil salesman. We're talking I, about. I that wish I could get some of those sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, you start you started this big Catholic website, Epic Pew. You're a Catholic author. Like that's the work that I knew you for. And the longer that I've gotten to know you, like you, that's not your primary work. You have a big boy job. Like you, you do important things. And I didn't really know that about you. And so what I want to talk about with you specifically is, is, is a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a while and a topic that other people have asked me to talk about, yet I couldn't really talk about. And that's being Catholic in the workplace. Yeah. Because here's, you know, let's talk about lack of diversity. I work in Catholic media. Father Anthony works in Catholic priesting. Uh, Catherine kind of has some secular work, but it's like faith infused, right? But she's mostly a Catholic speaker and author. Allison, Catholic speaker and author. Uh, Liv, we don't know. We don't know what Liv does. Uh, but, but you, you're the only one around here that has a real big boy job. Uh, so I want to talk about being Catholic. And, and I still find so, time to author. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow. Uh, do your kids know your name? Do you know their names? They know that I write books and, and, and it doesn't impress them at all. <laughs> they know that I write. I, that's one of the greatest responses ever. Do you know your kids' names? Do they know you? They know I write books. Yeah, that, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, so what can you tell us about your big boy job? What do you do uh, Monday through Friday? I work for the U.S. Army. Uh, of course, I said I was ex-military. I was in the Air Force for four years, and now I work for the U.S. Army, uh, specifically the Corps of Engineers. And I, I spend all your tax dollars. I'm a contracting officer by trade. Um, so I'm in charge of a, a group of people that does construction here on the Mississippi River in New Orleans. What do your uh, Air Force buddies think about you working for the Army? 
They're probably jealous because I got out earlier than them. <laughs> I don't have there's, to wear the uniform. I still get all the benefits. There's no animosity of you know, switching sides. That'd be like playing uh, for the Cowboys and then going to the Eagles. Well, I, I mean, while you're in service, there probably is. Like if I was thinking it's called blue to green. Um, but when you get out, everybody's pretty happy for you because you're, you're done with the suck. That's good. I, I'm actually not, uh, glad to hear that. So uh, you you seemed it's it's important, and I didn't really understand. I never understood what you were doing in Italy. I Nobody just does. Never got I don't think my <laughs> wife understands what I do. Yeah. Nobody can really articulate it. <laughs> I don't think you can either. Once again, you're a snake oil salesman, just taking our tax dollars. Uh, but you know, I think since you moved here, like your job. Any secular job, I don't understand. I just don't get it. I've worked at the church for far too long. I just don't understand. But at least this job, I have some kind of grasp of what you're doing. Uh, but I actually, uh, I don't know if we could say this. Can we say that I accidentally overheard one of your work conversations the other day? Oh, don't, but do. Go for it. Okay. Uh, there was nothing so, that was said that was inappropriate. Oh, it, oh it, I know what you're going to say. I told somebody I, that I'm polite and nice and... You're like, well, no, he's so not. I, 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 I don't know. You know, you work for the government. I don't know what's secret and what's not, you know. <laughs> um, but I I, uh, I accidentally overheard one of your conversations. We were playing video games, and then you you had to take an, an important call. Hey, we were winning. We were winning. We were winning. We were winning. Um, but you, you took this call, and I got an interesting insight into your daily life and i think i got a better understanding of who you are as a person and I, it actually made me proud which is a weird thing to say after 16 minutes of making fun of you i feel but, like we're about to listen to an audio clip no 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 you're not we're not no i so i have enough people that have worked in the military the government that i'm like i kind of have to ask like i yeah, just did yeah, like yeah, can good. we even talk about this right i don't want to get you fired for, Thanks. I, don't, I, I don't want you to just be a catholic author because yeah, i don't exactly. think that's going to pay for those kids you don't know exactly um, <laughs> But um, so how just how it happened, we were playing the game and how we play the games. We have a headset on. We're talking to each other. Right. But then you forgot to mute your mic that talked to me. And we both took a break. Like I went over to like, you know, get some lunch. And you were like, hey, I'm going to make this phone call. We'll both be back in five, ten minutes. And then we'll keep playing because we were having we're on a winning streak. So sure enough, I come back in about five to ten minutes. And then I'm just, I'm like, oh, no, Shad doesn't realize, you know, that I can hear him. Like, is the government going to kill him? You know, like, <laughs> but I ended up hearing this conversation and I, I heard some, some big boy, big girl stuff. Like you have an important job. You have an important role. You care about people. And I heard a lot of things. I heard that you care for the people that you work with, that you work around. I heard that you, that you like went to bat for them. I heard that this other lady was willing to, to go to bat too. I like, uh, so there was a lot of serious good things and it was cool to like see like that's the person that i know who's a good catholic doing good things and caring for people like it was a really nice thing and then i also say i heard you say stuff like i'm a nice person i'm I, i'm a, i'm like buddy I, I just heard that you don't have to you don't have to say it um but it, but like literally as you were talking about that i was like we, we should talk about being catholic in the workplace because i did get like an insight you don't you don't often get to accidentally see somebody at work, right? So, That's right. Um, so yeah. So how how does your you know you're this big Catholic author? You, you start academic pew. Like, does any first of all does anybody at your big boy job know that you do that stuff on the side? Yeah, just, most of them do. It, it eventually gets out. Um, somebody will see something on LinkedIn or social media, or they'll Google something on me, and somebody will mention it. And word travels. I don't I don't go out and advertise in the workplace that I like write books or do things. But of course, like faith does come up in the workplace. Um, we can get into that. 
Yeah, so it does. I'm, I'm surprised. So you worked for the government, which like a lot of people would think like, you know, separation of church and state. Like sure. that might be the main place you can't talk about faith. So um, yeah. like how does uh, I, I, I want to talk about two things. How does it come up? How, do, how does it come up? Do conversations come up? And then two, how does it impact you? Right. So f- first of all, how, do, how does faith come up at your, at your you know, government big boy job? That is what a great question. What a great topic. Um, I would say mostly probably small talk, you know, um, you know, I'll have like religious imagery in my office or I used to have like a little Bible verse under my signature on my email, um, kind of done away with a few of those practices as I've, I've matured, you know, you don't need to be, I didn't, I didn't need to do any of that, but I've got like, you know, holy cards up in my office and people come in and they'll be like, Oh, so what religion are you? And we'll make small talk that that's probably mostly the extent of it. Unless that individual wants to climb a little further on that ladder in a personal relationship. But, you know, being a manager, being a boss, I kind of got to watch what I say and do and not, you know, try to proselytize in the workplace. And there's no shame about that. Um, You can still, what what I try to do is I try to just exhibit the virtue that I learn as a Christian, as a Catholic within the workplace, you know, settling disputes, uh, just relaxing people who are stressed, um, and being a good influence, I, I think that those, you know, those are uncompromisable measures that I take in my daily life, but they're especially important in the workplace. Over. Yeah. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ex, uh, army. So I'm mad at you that you left the air force. I'm just kidding. I'm not, yeah. um, uh, what is that called? Stolen valor. I just did some stolen, oh, valor. Some stolen <laughs> valor. You're wearing, you're wearing the uniform. Yeah, exactly. You got the salvation um, army or something. Yeah. Uh, no, that's actually who I work for. I'm in the army that works towards salvation. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but the, the second thing, so you, you, as you mentioned, you're a manager. So you have a team of how many that you manage? 35. 35. So you are a, a manager, but you also are not, you're not the general, right? Like you also answer to other people. Yep. Uh, so you, you know, you even mentioned like this is how you how you exhibit. You, you'll talk about it when it comes up, which seems to make a lot of sense. Like I haven't worked in a in a non Catholic job in a very long time, but that's kind of how it would go. Like you know, like I worked at Chick Fil A, which is a Christian place, but it's it's a you know secular business or whatever. Sure. So like people would ask you know random Catholic question. They'd find out I was Catholic. I'm like you know why do you why do you worship Mary? You know we worship Jesus. I'm like you know so we'd have a little conversation about it. But like we're put chicken sandwiches into bags. Like it's not like a super sure. conversation, but it would come <laughs> up and, you know, we were amicable and like, that was kind of a good thing. Right. Or it's like, I didn't make them Catholic, but they like at least knew there was a Catholic and he wasn't completely insane. Only you a go. little, yep. you know, like, so that, that was just kind of, kind of a, a good thing kind of set the stage. But, uh, the older I get, I, I think when I was, when I was young and kind of young in my faith, I was like, I'm always going to make the perfect business practice decision i'm always going to make the perfect christian decision sure. i'm always going to do the right thing and then as i've gotten older i just realized like there are some days where i get angry mm-hmm. there are some days where i have uh you know a boss that it's it may maybe they're not a bad person but over time things snowball and then i'm frustrated with them a year two years three years in right yeah um or I have people that I, when I was a manager that like I told you to do this thing you didn't do this thing <laughs> now I'm frustrated but it's like but I do want to still be a good Christian right yep. so um how did so in that avenue you kind of brought it up but how does your Christian faith impact you know, your decision making when you get frustrated when uh, just like the natural things of life happen at work yeah I, I suppose Taylor honestly it depends on the frustration level there are days where I literally have to walk away 
take a take a breather, go read a prayer card or something, or you know, put a little bit extra effort in because some days the the frustration and the tension is just there and it's visible and it's overwhelming, just as it could be in any other life situation. Um, normally, though, you talked about a typical boss issue. Hey, I asked you to do something, you didn't do it on time, you didn't do it good enough. I honestly, I try to invoke humility in myself and be like, well, okay. I know that I've done those things too. And I've got managers under me who manage those people too. And I'll see them get super worked up and frustrated and they'll, you know, try to take some sort of disciplinary action. I'm like, hey, you know, weren't you an intern at one point in time? Weren't you in training? Didn't you make a few mistakes? Did you ever get wall-to-wall counseling? Did you get yelled at or something? Somebody put their finger on your chest and you know, told you to do a better job. Was that was that really the kind of intimidation that you wanted to receive at that point in time or would encouragement have done better? So whenever I am in my leadership and managerial role, I'm I'm doing more of that mentoring, doing more of that coaching for those people to help them get there. And I'm trying to, of course, invoke those Christian, those Judeo-Christian principles into what I do. I even mention it if I have to sometimes like, hey, look at the saints. They failed, they stumbled. I'll bring up things like that. But honestly, in the day-to-day role, I just try to I just try to be a good Catholic. I try to coach myself with humility and understanding and just treat people with a, a whole lot of respect and patience. Doesn't always come out, but that's why I, I was gonna say you can't come home and kick the dog. I don't have any dogs. I got six kids. <laughs> yeah, and then ask them if I come home and kick them. And sparky. <laughs> yeah. No, I just try to handle it my best, Taylor, and try to be forgiving and try to be understanding. My two favorite things that you said is uh, because, as I mentioned, it's like as I've gotten older, like a lot of these things, they get more difficult, right? Where it's like my my two favorite things that you said was one, sometimes I can't handle the situation well and I and I walk away. Right. Because like the 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 bad option would be I can't handle the situation right now. So who's closest and they're getting yelled at or they're getting reamed out or whatever. Right. But the fact that you that you that you walk away, kind of cool off. I mean, you know, Jesus walked away for three days and cooled off and then he came back, you know, like that. That's that's a really good uh, uh, image to follow. Uh, But then also the the reminder of um, like reminding yourself or your, your other managers of like, you were there one day, right? right? I see that a lot, like with work, but I also see it with like coaching. It's like, th- there were, there were days that I didn't know how to do this. There were days sure. that I messed this up and like certain things, like I might be pretty good at now and I'm not making those mistakes anymore, but I did when I first started. Right. right. So like re- remembering that and just kind of that humility of like, I've, I've been there before and being able to like put myself like i was in that space how did i handle it right what would i not want somebody doing to me yelling at me or right. whatever it's you know right. that, that sort of thing i think of the woman i think of the adulterous woman like he who is without sin casts the first stone well whenever somebody does me wrong at work like what how am i gonna how am i supposed to react i mean it's easy it's so easy to hit that button and just react you know with uh intolerance or just but gratitude really overrules those overwhelming feelings in those situations. And I, I think of the responsible, where are your accusers now? Well, I don't accuse you either. Here, occasionally you got to follow through on things, <laughs> the bad employees, but yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, you know, all, all that, you know, discipline is, is a good thing, right? Like yeah, having it is. your own discipline. And if you're not, don't have your own discipline, being disciplined, it, it can, can be a good thing. Right. But again, it's, it's, it's how it's done. Yes. Are you consistent? Did you try to do something beforehand? Like, there are kids like the kids that I coach track. I've probably yelled at all of them at some point. Right. <laughs> but I've built, I've built up enough equity with them. Of, sure. and, and they understand. It's like, I, 
one, I've built relationships with him for yeah. years and years and years. But when I'm yelling at you, there's only a few things that I really yell at about lack of effort. And they know that that's important. To that's me. right. Or not being as good as I know they can be. Right. Right. Like, I'm not going to yell at, at a kid for not running, uh, you know, a state record when they've when, when they're the second slowest kid on the team. Right. That's good. But if that second slowest kid on the team d- runs five seconds slower than they did the week before, I'm yelling at him. Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't expect you to be a superstar, but I expect you to be better and, and improving and that sort of thing. Right. But it's never a yelling just off the hip. Like you know, they're never like, where did this come from? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely know why. And like you said, right. you built up yeah. the credibility. Not not that that gives you the right to yell or privilege to yell at anybody, but you've got the relationship. And with that, credibility can follow through in the course of being a, a true disciplinarian. Which is right. which is a leadership role sometimes, and for the most part, they still like me. I went to a volleyball game yesterday and I saw them all. And they're like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "I yelled." At they're you like, they're not like, hey, they're how like, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's well, great. there's one that's like that, but that's I think that says more about them than me. But <laughs> it is it is very funny. What's funny is the one person that I think like genuinely genuinely doesn't like me on the team. Everybody kind of knows it, and so they they mess with them. They're oh. like, "Oh, here he comes!" <laughs> it's very funny. But, Hide. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up here. Any any uh, fi- final thoughts on being Catholic in the workplace? No. <laughs> good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> what a good co-host. <laughs> walk the walk and talk the talk. You don't need to be a, pro- a proselytizer. You don't need to convert everybody around you. Um, they're going to remember what you do more than what you say. So walk the walk. And if you work in a secular job, the only way to be a real Catholic is to write 10 Catholic books. There you go. <laughs> Gives you credibility. <laughs> All right. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking about old Sean Keith's newest book. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> good morning, good evening, and good night. I am not Taylor, but I kind of look like him if you're watching on YouTube, and I guess I sound like him because I can be loud. And I'm just here to tell you to donate. Join the club that I'm in. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. That's where you go. It's a good thing to do. He needs the support. He likes it. It'll let him do more of this crazy stuff that you're listening to. That conversation you just heard. Woo, that was a doozy, right? You want to hear more of that. So go do it. It's the right thing to do. Donate. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Keith David. Uh, you know who Keith David is? Gosh, why do you do this to me? No, <laughs> I like making my is he smart a country singer. No, he's sounds a, like he's a an country act- singer. He's an actor and a voiceover guy, and uh, he just took over uh, a big voice acting role in Destiny Two because the guy, the other guy, uh, died. I was like, it's just very funny. So I called you Keith, I think, because of the video game connection. I just realized that you know, thirty-five minutes after, I've got all kinds of questions. I thought Destiny Two was like kind of done being made like what how are there more voiceovers oh uh, ask father anthony it's all he does now uh, he, he, he says a couple of masses and, and plays destiny well too. i did see him on rocket league we were talking about rocket league last time now we're talking about it this time i did see him on rocket league and i invite him i'm like spamming the invites after a while I'm like why isn't he answering and then i text him and he's like gotta go yeah he's no, like he's, i've got the bug again he's play. yeah he's playing yeah he's been addicted to destiny too uh, just for like a while, just, for years, just like just like you're addicted to writing Catholic books that no one reads. So we're going to try to get you a few more readers here today. Thank you, uh, Mr. Uh, self-published Sean. We're going to invite the kids in the room and force them to listen. <laughs> no, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
you've written books, and and the I think I don't. You know, I, I was messing with you that I um that you don't listen to the podcast. I've never read one of your books either. So I, you know, we, we've got we've got that. Uh, for Not even so, a page. Uh, I think the first one, I think Reform Yourself, I read the introduction to see if I wanted you to come on the show. I, I, and the, the, the introduction, I read the, the back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read the synopsis. synopsis. I mean, if it makes you feel, it might not, but if it makes you feel any better, I didn't read like assigned reading in high school either. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't think read. I did either. I hated reading my whole life. Yeah. Uh, now this is the real test of my friendship. Has, has any one of your books been made into an audiobook? Yeah. How many of those? One? Which mm-hmm. one was that? Uh, Epic Saints. The perfect one okay. for it. So there is one of your books that I feel bad for not reading because that's all I do is audiobooks. Yeah. I can't. Oh, you'll love that one. I don't know if you know this about it. And the irony is, the, you know, I, we just talked about it a couple episodes ago. Like the biggest uh, lack of knowledge in my Catholic knowledge is Saints. Yeah. And so now, now I'm going to read it. Because uh, I, I need to know about the states, and it's an audiobook. I don't read books. I, I it's not you know 1804. Like I, I I have moved on. You know I've graduated from that. But I, I'm I don't know if you know this about me. I'm like a 95 percent audio learner. So like I don't learn things by reading them. I, I'm like one of the dumbest people in the world when it comes to like retention of reading things on a page. How about for podcasting but, and all this stuff producing? No, I I hear it and I remember it. Like I have a pretty like I'm over I'm over strong in my audio. That's why you get it, mad at me whenever I don't remember something, a hidden joke, or I don't know what a reference from a few years ago, and you bring it up. You're you're like my wife. Uh, thank you. <laughs> bring up something <laughs> that happened many like many her. moons ago. Today's our fifteenth anniversary, by the way. Oh, congratulations on fifteen years. 15 we're we're years. only. We're only, let's see, we, it'll be, we're at 11 now. So next time. So I, I guess I still say 11, 11 and a half. Yeah. So we're only like four, three and a half years behind you. Keep I going. We're, we're trying. <laughs> Don't quit now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, we're stuck together. That's, that's how, that's how marriage works. So, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> so you wrote. You wrote about the saints. I know you wrote about the Reformation. Let's just go through topics that you've covered here quickly in your in your other nine. Yeah, pro life. Okay, pro life uh, specifically the uh, 50th anniversary of Humana Vitae. Did a book with Catholic Answers on that. Um, did a book on conversion with Catholic Answers. Did a book on relics and sacramentals with Catholic Answers. Did a did Epic Saints. I did a converts playbook kind of thing with that was my first book with Sophia, and then I. Um, what else? I, I I had a little piece in one of Patrick Madrid's books, uh, apologetics, pro-life stuff. And then um, I know I'm missing one or two. And then, of course, one of my bestsellers, I'm Catholic. Now what? Again, new Catholic, new Catholic evangelization stuff. And then I've got uh, one coming out here in November and one coming out in um, April. And I haven't, re- believe me, I haven't even written in a year. I'm burnt out. I need to get on the next one, though. <laughs> No, I think you're good. I think Ted's a good number to stop at. You know, like all the all the famous composers, they all died after writing their ninth. You know, you know that this mm, is a thing. Yeah, and well, like, mine yeah. haven't driven anybody death. <laughs> yeah, they totally. Well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, they they all kind of famously die after their ninth. So I, you're pushing it at this point. I think you should stop. Okay. Uh, but but to to send you out on a good note, I think everybody should go buy this book. Um, and there's a reason I had you list the the all all the topics. We'll come back to it. But you let's put just, up a graphic when this goes like 
have me sure, here have me spinning the on, on, on my phone. <laughs> so, uh, what is what is the just the title of this book? Don't explain it at all. Just give me the title of this book. Compendium of Sacramentals, an encyclopedia okay. of. I don't even remember what the subtitle is. They only made it two weeks ago. <laughs> Compendium of Sacramentals. Compendium of Sacramentals. Uh, the the subtitle is written and compiled by Sean McAfee. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. what it says on the cover. <laughs> That's what it does say on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's a theme that I see in your books. And I want to see how much I understand the Catholic space and and uh, because you have all of this knowledge and I don't have any of it, but I have, a, I have a theory that I want to push by you. Okay. I have a theory that um, your best-selling books are pro- probably, I would imagine the saints one, the reform yourself and I'm Catholic. Now what am, am I close? I don't know. There there's probably a tie I would I wouldn't put down um filling our father's house that came back they came out in uh, 2015 and that still gets a few sales um reform yourself that came out like right after the anniversary of the reformation it was actually a little late printed it was a it's just a published publication issue um that didn't get the kind of boom that it should have but that's probably close enough yeah so I, I- I was close, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll only pat myself on the back once. I should have just said yes. I usually do. Uh, no, 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 no. This is this is um, this is good for me because you know, like I work in the Catholic space and I try to do. Uh, uh, I try to have topics and co-hosts that I think people will listen to, and then I also do episodes like this one. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I love when you like. I'm not sure if you realize I'm making fun of you, and you're just like, yeah, or you're just moving on. No, I I, I it, got it. <laughs> feels mean when you don't react (laughs) (laughs) you make me feel bad it's a great tactic by you but uh i feel like you have maybe half and half right because we went through all your things pro-life stuff i think uh sells but but not like i think it would be consistent but not the bottom right um and then you, you have these these books that are like big topics like you know you're a convert so it makes sense that like a lot of your books about being a convert and conversion, be, conversion, yeah. being new to Catholic. I'm an eyewitness expert. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, that makes total sense to me. Like, when you wrote those books, when you wrote Reform Yourself, when you wrote, uh, like, the Saints one even makes sense to me as a convert because you're like, you know, whether it was for you or not, like, the Saints are often a thing that that is like a barrier to becoming Catholic. Like, yeah. all that kind of makes, yep. makes sense to me. Here's what doesn't make sense to me, Sean. You're a convert. And you ju- you're about to release a book, and you've done this before. There's been a few books like this that are so nerdy Catholic, like inside baseball, like only Catholics care about. You have a compendium of sacramentals. Yeah. What are you gonna sell four? Like it's so <laughs> it's so specific and like nerdy. Where like you have an uh, importance of Catholic knowledge. It's like I have to learn and perfect eight hundred other concepts, and then maybe I'll learn what a sacramental is. You know. So s- s- why'd you write this book, Sean? <laughs> you know what? Um, so I did the small. Uh, book for Catholic answers, about 20,000 words that were in their, in their 20 answer series on sacramentals and relics. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I, di- I didn't realize that it was part of that, that series. I know what series you're talking about, where it was like, it was kind of tackling these like random, more random yeah. kind of and it, and it really altogether. boils like a, a large subject into 20 questions, 20 answers, 20 questions. And you get a word limit and all this other stuff. Cause I got to make them all like the same template. But while I was doing the research for that book, I was like, this is a huge topic. And I was 
of course, immersed in what I was learning and happy about it. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta finish this study privately. Like, what, what, what you probably don't know. I thought this was maybe be what maybe going to be what you were going to guess at, but I don't know everything before I write a book. I didn't know everything about Epic Saints. I did. I, I, I definitely have my own experience as a convert, but I still reach out to people. I still talk to priests and hey, what's going on in RCIA these days? But while I was writing this one, I fig, I learned so much, and I said, I gotta share this. This is just so interesting. Um, popes used to melt down the wax of the Easter candles and, and cut it into these small little shards and bless it in a double boiled holy water. And then they'd give it to the masses. Like we don't really do it a whole lot anymore. And I, and I went and actually contacted some people at the Vatican and like got some photos and some history and some blessings to include in the book. And this, yeah. So I went and did the deep dive on this because, a lot of it, a lot of it was for the customer. A lot of it was for me. I wanted to know more. Um, and I was like, I got enough here to go and present a pretty cool book. I went to Tan and I, and they've got like this little leather series. Maybe you've seen it. Like they've got the, the it's called the manual series. It's like Wait, a, Tan, has, has Tan been out in the, in the sun a little bit too long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the dad joke. So they've got the manual series. It's like manual of spiritual warfare, manual for marriage, manual for couples, things like that. And I presented it as manual for sacramentals. Like, how do we use them? How do we dispose of them? What are the prayers? And uh, they pitched me. And he's gone. You don't want to miss this. They pitched (laughs) me. I was like, okay, I got a pretty simple idea. They pitched me their compendium series, which I had only just discovered. It's like full art, hardcover, beautiful publication. Um, they pitched it to me, and I was like, "You're gonna let me be a part of that series? Like, it's just elite." Um, and of course, I you know I, why. I you know no. why they did that, right? Why? Because they were like, "Yeah, we can't sell any of these unless it's part of a series." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something that somebody has to collect. Yeah, exactly. I got a I got a finish the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. of compendiums. Exactly. Yeah, like the amiibo or something that nobody really wants, but you gotta have it for your collection for Smash or something. No, so they pitched me that and it all just kind of came together. Um it was an easier approach. I had a lot of the imagery that I had in mind and um yeah, I you you, you said it. It's a deeper dive into a pretty nerdy Catholic topic, but like with all of my writing. I tried to keep this one super right on the top where anybody can get into it, immediately pick up some concepts. Um, They can browse through it and look at the things that they want, where they want to study the rosary or the sacred heart. Or I was mentioning the Agnus Dei, those little shards of uh, shards of wax that popes used to bless or still do maybe allegedly. Um, We'll figure that one out whenever, whenever you read the book, it was just so fun, Taylor. Um, I want to do another one. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, I think one of the reasons that I'm giving you some pushback is I don't think I, I actually understand what a sacramental is. And I, and I, I, I pulled up your, your post about it. You posted about it just a couple of days ago. And there's a lot of things in the post that I'm like, Oh, I think there's more to this topic than I, than I think there is. So um, here I am as a, a cradle Catholic and I'm like, sacramentals like mean almost nothing to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sacraments, big deal. Sacramentals. Like I'm, I wasn't joking when I said, it might be the 800th most important topic. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. not something that's like, that's like super special. So if you ask me right, like I have some understanding of what a sacramental is, okay. but if you ask me to like describe or define what a sacramental is, I could, I couldn't even guess. I couldn't even stumble through an answer. Cause I feel like it would be so stupid. So sure. 
you're going to convince me. Uh, you know, you're going to convince me as a cradle Catholic why I should learn more about sacramentals by first saying, what is it? <laughs> are you are you wearing like a religious medal or a crucifix or a cross? I, I sure am. So I am. I'm wearing. I'm wearing this uh, necklace that I got, and I, I, I. It's funny that you you asked this because I think this is probably my only or one of my only like experiences of sacramentals. I have this, uh, you know, this uh, silver stainless steel or whatever uh, necklace on that I got for my confirmation. I've oh, been wearing wow. this since yep. 2005, 2006, it, and, you, and it's been blessed. It has been blessed. Okay. It is also a third class relic okay. because it has touched a first class. Other relic. than so an like, exorcism, you just hit the three primary classes, or not even really classes, because there's no hierarchy. The three primary types of sacramentals. Well, ironically enough, that's probably the one that I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's really cool. You probably also own a rosary. I, I somewhere. Yeah. You you probably also have like like a Saint Benedict medal somewhere, maybe a miraculous medal. Um, the miraculous medals on, on my necklace. And I don't ha- think we have a, a you have holy water in your house. We do not. We had, we did for a while. Okay, but we holy water is important to you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Touch it every time you, I go to and mass, you've, you've maybe blessed your kids, you've blessed your food. You asked for a blessing from father Sharapa. I have, he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. given me one. So but these, <laughs> these are, these are sacramentals. All of them? All of them. These are sacramentals. So sacrament, it is very difficult to define. And and in all of my writings that I've done so far, I have gone through great lengths to try to put it in my own words, but it's better just to quote the church. Um, and I, But I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to see if I can do it from memory. So a, a sacramental effectively is a sign. Oh, of- I thought you were refusing to answer the question. I'm like, we just had five minutes of conversation after the question. You kind of have to answer. Well, okay, go ahead. Go I ahead, took an ahead. approach that would show you before I answer the question really nerdily that you already care about it. Right. And a lot of people don't know that this is this is this is central to the Catholic life. Every every well-meaning Catholic has something to do with sacramentals. Um, and it gives me chills. It's so cool. But here's the nerdy definition is that a sacramental is a blessing, an exorcism, or an object of devotion, which can be a prayer, like the rosary, or or a physical object like your crucifix, that um, that disposes us to go and receive the sacraments. So they point to the sacraments. They are not effective with grace, but they dispose us to go and receive that grace. They change the way that we look at our faith, the way that we internalize our life, and they should propel us to go and go to mass, go to confession, to continue saying Christian prayers and this sort of thing. Um, There are many classes. The church has done a great job of dissecting what sacramentals are in the course of 2,000 years. They're nothing new. We've been doing crosses. We've been doing prayers. We've had exorcisms since the Great Commission, but the church has done a really wonderful job of really putting putting a definition on it. But in the daily life, it's your prayers, it's your blessings, and it's the uh, objects and prayers of devotion that, the, that Catholics um, do. And What's cool about this? It's ecumenical. We're not the sacramentals aren't just a Catholic thing. Protestants wear crosses. Protestants do blessings. Protestants have prayers. They have their own kind of devotions. Uh, might not be like a church-approved devotion, like the Rosary or the devotion of the Sacred Heart or something like that. Those are Catholic Church-approved devotions, um, but they have their own way of uh, administering and, and observing sacramentals too. 
Have you ever told a Protestant that? I don't think they. I don't think they'd. They'd probably be afraid to be like, "Oh my gosh, I've been Catholic this whole time. I better stop that stuff." (laughs) Yeah. You know, you take a risk whenever you say things like that. So it's (laughs) better to do what I pointed out to you. Like, hey, are you wearing one? Where'd that come from? Who approved that? That kind of thing. So I know that like everything on here, it's either Saint Metal or Miraculous Metal. It's been blessed multiple times. It's you know touched around like like this is really so. That's that. You got three sacramentals and one around that, right? But I have a question. Because uh, I, I want to know how far the sacramental thing goes. Yeah. And immediate, as you were talking and doing the definition, I don't know why. It's just how my brain works. But immediate, because you were talking about it was something that you wear, right? That like reminds you of Jesus or devotion. That's sort of sure. Thing, right. I was kind of listening. Uh, so when I was in junior high, faith wasn't like super important to me, but I liked like youth group. So I, I remember going to like this youth conference where you know some white guy rapped like that was cool in like the early two thousands, you know, in youth ministry. But I remember getting this T-shirt. DC and it was talk. a hip. <laughs> no, uh, but we're way worse, way less talented. It was a local Catholic church. What do you think? At least you acknowledge the talent of DC Talk. They're cool. <laughs> oh, they're great. They really are. Good. Um, I had this T-shirt of like a hippie-looking Jesus wearing okay. sandals and long, you know, the long hair, and like like legitimately just looks like a hippie, but you can tell it's Jesus, you know, because he was white. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he's holding up he's holding up the peace sign or whatever and the shirt says i like that jesus dude and i wore that incessantly throughout wow. junior high and high school does that fit the definite definition of a sacramental no it doesn't it, a Dang sacramental it! specifically is an object of devotion a prayer a blessing that is approved by the church are you not devoted to jesus i am <laughs> But it's like a, a like an official thing. Like you couldn't, um, it wouldn't be right to play pray like a fifth set of lumen, uh, a fifth set of mysteries for the rosary. Like some people get into this. Let me just kind of bunny trail here for a second. Is some people will say, well, the original uh, mysteries of the rosary were only fifteen. They were given to Saint Dominic, and they were practiced in the church until 1995 or something like that. And then Saint uh, John Paul II, he approve the luminous mysteries, another set of five mysteries to be prayed alongside the rosary. When some people are like, well, that's not the original. Well, the only reason we have those original 15 mysteries is because the church approved them. The church is in charge of what the faithful can and can't pray. We got to be on, we got to have some sort of, um, we got to have some sort of standard of approval for that. So, so that's why. So that kind of overwhelms that argument a bit. But also, you can't just go and add another set of mysteries. You know, maybe you could, maybe you could have like a private devotion or something. Eventually, it kind of gets there. Like there's a history of the luminous mysteries too, where it kind of became that. But if you understand what I'm saying, is you can't just say, "Hey, look, this T-shirt was blessed. That makes it a sacramental." Or even the Pope blessed my T-shirt. That doesn't make that a sacramental. That act of blessing was a sacramental, like for your necklace for the cross you're wearing, that was that blessing was a sacramental and that object is a sacramental. And then it becoming relics are closely related to sacramentals. They're not exactly sacramentals. They're just relics, but they're very closely related because, well, first of all, most of them become second, third class sacramentals relics. Um, but they, they still orient us to go and live a holy life, to sanctify ourselves and to receive the sacraments over. So <laughs> you're so silly. So the 
sac it's almost the same word sacraments and sacramentals i've never yes i've never fully understood the the connection obviously there is a connection because it's you know the same letters yes uh, so what's the connection between the sacraments and the sacramentals because like i mentioned earlier like you're starting to convince me that these are important to me and they have been for a while i just didn't understand the terminology right yeah but the, the sacraments like for me as a credit catholic and i would imagine for you as a as a convert like the sacraments we all agree are like very important it's kind of the big the big deal right right um but, you know, I, I'm going to take a stab at it, right? So the okay. sacraments are, are things that we have to, like, go to church to do. We have to go at, often at certain times, like mass times or confession times yeah. or whatever, right? Or ask specifically for a priest for a specific time, like, hey, come give me the, uh, or I'm going to come get the uh, anointing of the sick or whatever. Like, it's, it's kind of scheduled and over there. It's usually at the church. Obviously, there's some exceptions. Um, sacramentals is, is the idea that, you know, uh, church is over there, but I take church with me and I can be reminded of the sacraments and be reminded of the church when I wear this necklace. Is that, am I anywhere even close? You're to hitting the gist cool? of it. Yeah, that's okay. acceptable. You want me to give you a nerdy answer? Sure. I, lo I love how you said that my answer is, uh, uh, you know, acceptable, which is what most of my teachers did when I didn't read, you know, the books. You got an A. Oh, I got an yeah. A. I got the highest grade. No, it means acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get an E for excellent. Yeah. So, so the, I'm going to give you the real nerdy answer, but this is important sure. to know. Okay, so the sacraments do more than just dispose us to faith. The sacraments affect grace. They are super effective uh, ways to obtain sanctifying grace, right? Baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist. Okay, sacraments operate in this way, and this is a Latin term, ex opere operato. It means that it, 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 yep, ex Ex operato, operato, it means that it does it by its own work. So within, in and of itself, it gives us these graces. It doesn't need, it doesn't need the disposition of the believer. It doesn't need um, the the validity of, or the validity, the uh, goodness of the priest. That's Donatism. Um, it does it by itself. Okay, ex opere operato. Sacramentals, they don't affect grace. They point us to those things that affect grace. And in that way, why are they called sacramentals? Is they uh, they represent them. They signify us to go there and receive the sacraments. So they, it is kind of this limited world. Like you said, they are the things that remind us of our Christian work and our Christian life. You look down, it's easy to remember that you're wearing that cross and say, you know what, this was blessed. I am specially called by God. I am set aside as a child of Jesus to execute this mission here on earth. And that should push us to go and live a sanctificate, sanctificated. Yep. I'm a philosopher. I can make up my own words, a sanctified Sanctif life to sanctify ourselves, to reform ourselves and to go and receive the sacraments. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to ask you one of the craziest questions. Sanctificated. I'm going to ask you one of the craziest questions I think I've, I've ever. This is something that I have kept to myself for, I don't know, 25 years. Okay. 20 years, something like that. And my question is, I'm going to ask the question that I'm going to get I'm afraid. context. I, you should be, because I don't know if I should be revealing this. We, we revealed something about your life. We didn't know if we, it was okay to reveal. Now we're doing it for, uh, for mine, just to be you know, tit for tit. Uh, so uh, I'm wearing this sacramental. I'm wearing this this relic. Uh, and I've been wearing it since I was in high school. How many times do you think I've sinned since I was in high school, Sean? Every day. I mean, yeah, qu quite a bit, right? Yeah, we and missed there the have mark. Been, there have been times where I know that this this is reminding me of my faith. Yeah. So I'm constantly wearing it, which means that I've worn it through many sins. <laughs> 
but what the craziest thing about me, and I don't know if anybody else in the world has ever done this, but I have. There have been multiple times where, you know, you know how temptation works, right? Like you're tempted and there's that moment where you're tempted where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, <Right>. Like, <laughs> like you, you know, you're going to fall. You see a pattern or whatever. Yep. There have been multiple times where I've made that decision. And you want to know the first thing that I do? I take my necklace off because oh, I'm like, yeah. this is my reminder of my faith. I'm going to go sin now. I'm not so going to sin with it on and defile this thing. <laughs> exactly. So there are not... I have sinned hundreds of thousands of times while wearing it, but there have been a few other hundred times where I took it off because I knew I was going to be acting in a manner that was not of becoming of the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, so my question is, can, can I unsacramentalize, uh, sacramentalize, I'm making up words too. Can I unsacramentalize something that's a sacramental? Can I, uh, even something that's a relic, can I unmake it a relic about committing a sin while wearing the thing? Yeah. And, and you know, the other side to that, I'll answer your question, but the other side of that is like, what if something happens on accident? Like I wear a scapular or something and it tears or like, what do I do with it? My kid goes and breaks my rosary. Do I just throw it in the trash? Do I, you know, do I flush this holy water down the sink? What do I do with it? Um, so yes, sacramentals can be abused. They can be defiled. Um, it's kind of, I'm going to give you a both and answer. Um, it doesn't stop it from being a sacramental, but it, it really should be reblessed. Um, not because of your sin, that doesn't do it. But if you were to take it and you were to like use it in a way that is extremely unbecoming of, of you know, real defilement of it, then yes, you really should have it re-blessed, uh, probably exercise too. Um, did you just tell me to exercise? Is yeah, that yeah. Joke? I mean, you could have it exercised. <laughs> like the Benedictines, they they exercise the the metal whenever they do the traditional blessing on it. It's really cool. I promise. Yeah, to make sure that the metal doesn't have demons in it. That sounds sane. Yep, because demons possess things. <laughs> yep, they do. So, so yeah, I, I think that answered all of your question. But the, the important thing to know, and this is something that the book does in every little section, is how do I take care of this thing? What happens when it goes wrong? There is a way to dispose of sacramentals. It's 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 through it, they call it through the um the virtue of of what it is. So you don't just pour um you don't just pour holy water down the train. It's proper to bury it, to put it in the earth. And the same thing with uh your your physical sacramentals. Let's say you broke that chain or somehow you broke your rosary or snapped a crucifix in half and it's unmendable. You can repair it, have it blessed if you want. Um, but it's prop it's proper to burn. Or to bury, so so that that's that's a complete answer to your question. So uh, almost so uh, because I wear this all day, so I I, I have sinned this multiple times. I have had it reblessed multiple times sure. for some of these reasons. Right? I never fully. I'm not defiling it. I'm just right. sinning while it would be an intentional defilement. Right. Yeah. So I've never done that, but um, but I have you know intentionally sinned right while sure. wearing it. so th i maybe get it re-blessed like essentially i'm not going to go up and ask you know the priest hey, hey father every time i sin with absolution I, with yeah. absolution <laughs> now can you bless me yeah. but like but like if if, if somebody's blessing something else like at, uh we, we were the um you, you know the, like the lasso tradition at weddings yes i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically time hispanic, yep. hispanic tra tradition right um so my wife we, we were like the sponsor couple for this for like this a matrimonial rosary too yeah. yeah. So my wife made like a matrimonial rosary. And so like when we got that blessed, I just kind of like hold my necklace out too and get it re-blessed like, while he's blessing other things. Okay. You know, it's like, like, hey, can you bless this and this or whatever? Um, but I'm, I'm not going to do it every time that I sin, right? Because otherwise I'd be there literally all the time. That would be or, probably or superstitious. 
right yeah so I, I do think there is some balance so essentially that's, or, or that's maybe, how maybe, I, maybe less superstitious sorry to interrupt maybe not superstitious want to take that back probably more like um uh you're over over scrupulous yeah scrupulous for sure um which is not who i am i <laughs> people people think i know you i'm not super scrupulous um <laughs> but my 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 final uh my final question uh well i guess my final question will be where can people buy the book and, and go go uh you know uh, you know support we'll get there a, we'll get a, there a, a, a catholic guy my final question is uh when, on your post about it you talked about um the scriptural basis for this which actually was like oh now we're getting to the real sean now we're getting to you know like sean the the protestant who converted to catholicism like so uh i was surprised to see that there was like scriptural basis for sacramentals so what you got there give us a little taste well i'll I'll give you just a couple examples i mean of course jesus blessed of course jesus did exorcism so there's two of them but he did give us the the our father right um he did ask us to be devoted to his mother um, so there are there there are two devotions right there. Um, but I also like to think of the things that people don't normally see, like the moment he used that dirt to help the blind man, that also became a sacramental, that became an oh, instrument yeah, yeah. through which that healing was made. So so yeah, there's a deep scriptural basis for it. And just even the physical or the not physical um uh there with sacramentals, they're they're through the whole Bible, Genesis all the way to Revelation. Okay, I said that was my last question, but now I have one more as a follow-up to this one. <laughs> because you mentioned and you mentioned it earlier, but I don't think it really clicked. You said that prayers can be sacramentals, like the devotional prayers, yes. Devotional prayer. So what you just told me is something that blows my mind. Sacramentals can be invisible. Of course. That's insane. Like yep. we can, I <laughs> yep. There could just be sacramentals floating through the air cuz that's the our father I said yesterday. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just not like an orb it's, it's not like an orb that's going to hit you or something. It's the intent of the priest or the person as the church um intercessing on our behalf or directly for those prayers and those devotions in order to make them effective. Honestly, it's the best thing you said. I'm now a huge Sacramentals fan because I didn't know they could be invisible. And now that I know that there are just invisible Sacramentals floating around, I'm so happy. I'm so happy That's to know Sean this said. as a Catholic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is what Sean said. In his book, which is called What? And you can buy it where? Compendium of Sacramentals. Go get it on Amazon or at Tan Books. There you go. Sean, we did it. We did a show together. Thanks Look for letting us. me on, man. Next, See you next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Keep asking every day, and we'll see you next September because that's our new tradition. <laughs> All right, man. That's good. All right, this is fun. Uh, go buy the book. You can also connect with Sean on on other places like social media. Thanks for the specificity. You well, I, I also Twitch stream. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch. This Catholic. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm heavy on Instagram. If you want some funny vids every night, just get me. I am. I am heavy on every social media and yeah. the amount of times I've been called fat on the internet this week is unbelievable, Oof. but that's a topic for oh, another that's day. Awful. So I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Sean McAfee. I'll be back next week. He'll be back next September. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Sad. <laughs>
thank you all for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening this episode. We really do appreciate you being here with us, uh, whether this is your first time or your 300-something time. We're uh, really appreciative that you spend your time with us every week. Uh, one of the things that we're working on right now is we're in a little bit of a fundraising campaign in order to uh, get some new editing computers because that's the primary work that we're doing. We work with 25 other Catholic podcasts to produce and edit their podcasts, videos, that sort of thing. Uh, and we need some pretty powerful computers in order to do it. Our new hire, Sarah, is doing a great job, but we need to get her an editing computer. And mine is, uh, my, that's the primary goal, is to get her one. Uh, and my laptop's going on, on the, on the uh, what is the word? The spritz, the fits, I don't know the word. On the on the blank, there you go. Uh, that's that's a word, I guess. Uh, but if you would like to donate, you can do that at fortecatholic.com slash donate. All one-time donations until we are able to uh, get these computers. We'll go towards those computers. We really do appreciate it. Again, that's fortecatholic.com slash donate. We are a uh, Catholic 501c3 nonprofit organization. So all of your donations will be tax deductible. We thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching and listening today. Y'all have a great week. Love you.